Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We begin Lent in our lectionary readings at the very beginning with Genesis. And then we have, with not just one chord, but three chords altogether that will bring us through Holy Lent. We also have Proverbs. And then we have the Holy Prophet Isaiah. We begin with the beginning in Genesis, how God crafted, created, brought out of non-existence all that is. And we finish that reading, we go over to Proverbs, and we see God addressing his creation. But now, this is put in the tone of God's advice to the king's son. Here is the wisdom that you need to hear. This is what you need to pursue because this is the way God made things. And then we have another royal setting because the beginning of Genesis is a royal setting. It's a building of a temple. It is the crowning of creation with man and woman, Adam and Eve. And then, of course, with Proverbs, the advice given to the king's son so that he can take the mantle once his father steps down. Then we have another royal setting in the very beginning of Isaiah, that the word of the Lord came to Isaiah during the reign of particular king of Israel. And here we have again creation called by the prophet. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Sons I have reared and brought up, sons that I created. Sons that I gave pretty good advice to, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's crib. But Israel does not know, my people does not understand. Creation itself understands, right? The ox knows, the donkey knows, but the us Israel, made in the image of God, royalty from the beginning, we don't seem to know. We don't understand creation. In fact, the prophet pulls into this situation, says, heaven, earth, attend, pay attention, because the covenant that was made with man from the very beginning, that was reasserted, that was clarified, even with the giving of the law, When Israel in the book of Deuteronomy says, yes, we will follow God and they have the heavens and the earth to come and be witnesses of this act. We have an incredible picture of God, one who has created us royalty, given us everything. And when we messed it up, he said, "Okay, let's try to make this work. And then he gives and he gives. And he gives. He gives advice, right? He gives wisdom. This is the way things work, son. (laughs) Follow, listen, hear, obey. And then when we don't listen, he sends the prophets. No, 
The donkey knows better than you, son. What we have with God in all of his activity, all of the creating and Genesis, just speaking things into existence, giving them their form, that he and all of this beauty, this house that he has given us, this temple, this kingdom, he then says, okay, go forth. God is a good parent, right? There's a time in toddler age where you're saying no a lot or trying to redirect and go this way, do this thing. And as they get older, at some point, it's kind of like with training wheels on a bike, right? We're going to have to take the training wheels off. I'm not going to be right beside you because I can't run that fast and you don't want to go this slow, right, before you get off. But this is God, the Father, the one who not only brings us into existence, gives us everything when we fumble, fall, falter, He gives us wisdom. He gives us his presence. And when we need a good stern word, he disciplines us like a good father. But in all this, he's a good parent because he allows us to grow up. Right? He allows us, he allows Adam and Eve in their freedom to make discernment, to see, to understand, to make decisions. He didn't crowd them. Right? He said, go. Have dominion, because this is where I placed you. I'm not going to hold your hand. He really gives them just one thing to be obedient to. This is the wisdom of God that he has given us this ability to grow up into what he originally made us, even after we have fouled it all up. In Proverbs, we are given the words of advice to the future king, to the son who is to seek after wisdom, to come to understand. Solomon says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment. And lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. God calls us in growing up into the full stature that we were made to be in for us to have to pay attention, right? We have to seek We have to receive, we have to treasure, we have to incline with our ears, we have to actually apply our hearts, because otherwise we would just be robots. You, go do that, you go do that, let's, okay, great, you did what I said, I didn't even have to tell you, right? We're talking about God here. He just happens. But he brings into this great mystery of creation, us. And he invites He encourages, he asks us to seek him out. He does not lord it over us, but he is the Lord who invites, encourages, because he wants our love, our heart. He wants us to become 
I'll just say adults, right? Full persons to embrace him. To come to know and understand the fear of the Lord. This is one of those uh, tough phrases for us in contemporary speak. When we say fear, we usually have like horror or some kind of, but that's not what scripture speaks of. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, we're told in Proverbs 1. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. In Isaiah, the the readings that we've had for the past three days, there is, of course, a long critique of idolatry. God will judge those who bow down to idols. It just... They love, the prophets love to make up. You brought all of this stuff together and you made up a God and now you're bowing down before this God that you built. And God says, enter into the rock and hide in the dust from before the terror of the Lord and from the glory of his majesty. The haughty looks of man shall be brought low and the pride of men shall be humbled and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge because we know where we are in creation. We are king and queen. We are the apex of creation, the height of creation. But in having that, we need to know where we stand in relationship to God. That he is not one of these idols. He's not a plaything. He is the Lord of hosts. This fear is the beginning of knowledge and the knowledge of God is not something that's just blatantly obvious. This is something throughout the Proverbs and something that we get through the book of Genesis and Isaiah as well, but that we need in deep searching for the knowledge of God. Proverbs speaks of wisdom as the ability to understand Proverbs, riddles, mysteries, something that is obscure. I would commend to you an understanding of knowledge as something that we have to actually suffer. That true knowledge of God is something that we've suffered. It's not something that we've understood just with our heads, but it's something that we've suffered in our hearts. This is given to us, right, why we have a Eucharistic fast. Why we put before us particular ascetical feats or disciplines. One of the things of those who are entering into the church, or even if you've been in the years in the church, because the church has so much, I'll say, stored up wisdom, there is an attempt sometimes to come to the church and ask kind of for a manual. Like, how do I get saved? Here's the instruction booklet, right? A, maybe it's like an Ikea booklet to you, but like, right? There is... And there's this way in which we want salvation to just kind of be, let's construct these things, let's put these things together. But the church doesn't infantilize us, right? The church as our mother, as God is our father, the church asks us and instructs us, gives us wisdom so that we learn discernment. It's not just handed to us. There's lots of practical stuff that the church gives to us to do that can't be and should not be bypassed. Fasting, self-discipline, the spiritual reading, the prayer, the silence, all that is Lent. But it's not just Lent. It is the week in, week out of life in the church. When we grow in the fear of the Lord and come to actually fear him and grow in knowledge of God, 
and suffer the divine love. We grow in wisdom, but it's not something just innate with us, but something that God gives. If we seek him, he is a good God. If we knock, he will open the door. He's not going to give us rocks when we ask for food. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. As Solomon encourages us, hear, my son, your father's instruction. This Lent, seek him out. Learn his ways. Treasure Incline your ear. Suffer the things that are necessary to learn about him. And not just on the surface, but in the depths of your soul. And as Solomon finishes this little saying to us, and do not reject your mother's teaching. Follow the path of the church. For she has given us a sure way to learn the fear of the Lord and come to know God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.